Hey, this is John Bollinger with Premier Guitar. I'm at the Ryman Auditorium with Taylor Goldsmith of the band Dawes. Taylor, man, thanks for joining yeah. us today. Thanks for having me. Great to see you in this uh, iconic yeah. venue. Yeah, it's pretty special. I've yeah. been looking forward to getting back here ever since the last time we played. Awesome, and you've got the perfect Ryman guitar, right. this, this Telecaster. This is my main guitar. This, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a parts telly that my buddy put together for me, but it's got the V in the back. And when I, when, when I first got it, it was the same color as this pick guard. Oh, really? And as time's gone on, it's just gotten dirtier and funkier and paint's been chipping away and turning more yellow. But I find that, um, like if we're doing a festival set, I'll just play this guitar. Right. Like rather than have to deal with the trouble of certain tones for certain songs, I'll just kind of, this, this is the most, um, this, this thing can, can adapt to any kind of song, whether it's a loud one or a soft one or, or whatever, whatever I need. Yeah, isn't that amazing? It's like 60-year-old technology, but yeah. it is, it's like they got it right the first time. Yeah, it's, it's true. You've even got the old school uh, uh, rollers on back, the bridge, yeah. that's great. Yeah. yeah. Any intonation issues or just dive uh, right it's, in? It's, it's, I mean, knock on wood, but this, this thing has been perfect since the day I got it. Oh, I never cool. had to, no refretting, no nothing. Wow, that's it's just great. Been, it's just been perfect. Oh, do you know what kind of pickups you have in it? I don't. Yeah. Kelly pickups. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I forgot to mention that my buddy Johnny Fritz made this strap, and he's made a lot of my straps. Um, some of them aren't here right now, but they're these like different kinds of leather that he uses, and he, and he hand does all the designs he has he actually for a long time he's working out of my garage he was, oh really uh, he, he moved to la and um and i would go kind of watch him every day and he'd be making a strap for jenny lewis or whoever it was like it was it was really cool to watch oh, the guys from i think some of the guys from rancid got one. oh really cool so but he he, he kind of does it all himself and it's um it's it's gorgeous stuff. i love I, it man I hand tooled yeah at this point i don't ever want to not have one of his straps yeah Love it. Very cool. Cool. That's great. So that's your number one, your go-to. What would be your number two in this um, bevy of beauties? I'm trying to make it this one. Oh, this, what a this, great. This 62 Strat, I'm pretty sure. Wow. I got it actually at Gruens here in Nashville. Really? Um, uh, about a year ago. Uh, we made our last record with uh, Dave Rawlings. Oh, the, yeah. And he had just bought this 58 um, Strat with the with the maple neck instead of the rosewood. Yeah, and it was the greatest guitar I'd ever played uh, I couldn't afford the 58 so I, I went in and I, I found this thing and fell deeply in love with it And because this one has the maple neck. I liked that this one didn't right. Yeah, a but, little uh, sonic variety Does it does it still have the three-way switch in it or is it? Yeah, the, it's uh, just the, it's just the three-way switch It doesn't have the, the three-way right? five white way mod or anything yeah. like that. Do you do the uh, in-between? I do a little bit just for fun. I would like to, you know, have yeah. like a moment where I feel like Mark Knopfler or something. Right, I right. But I, 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 I tend to just leave it in the, in the, uh, the neck pickup most of the time. And then if, if the amp's set up right, then I'll, I can go to the bridge. But the, oh, yeah. obviously, like with any Strat, the bridge is just so much bitier than it is for the telly. Right. And isn't it crazy that they didn't actually, that they left the tone control off the bridge where you'd think you'd need it the most. Yeah, yeah. It's like so, I mean, they, uh, but again, wow, what a beautiful guitar, man. Love it. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Going to be hard to beat these two. <laughs> yeah. What is, and then this, what's next? this 56 Les Paul Jr. Oh, uh, for, for a whole year, actually, this was my main guitar over this telly. Um, just because I had just gotten it and it plays so well. Yeah. Um, but it is, you know, it's just one speed. It's yeah. just got the one pickup, but it does sound so good. Like, I feel like it, 
the, playing this guitar could put anyone in a rock and roll band because it's the most <laughs> rock yeah. and roll sounding guitar. Yeah. Um, I actually got it at uh, at Norm's in. Um, oh yeah. In Los Angeles, it was a. Uh, um, Mark Goldberg, the oh. guitarist that used to play with like Jackson Brown, I think he still oh. does. Um, he was selling it, and I was looking for one of these, and I was kind of peeking from behind a bunch of amps. And then, um, and and after he walked out after selling it, I walked up and I was like, "I'll take it." So, wow! Yeah, you could have skipped the middleman and just I, like, yeah, but I like that store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, yeah they like, never talk to you again. Like, Come on, man! Yeah, and right. So, so right. I didn't want to. Yeah. get in the way I, I i thought about it i just didn't have the courage yeah well that's the right thing yeah <laughs> good for you took the high road so does the in, any intonation issues on this with that wraparound like that no actually i've never i've never really i mean again I, when i play it it's only for the songs that are going to be yeah. really thrashy i mean right relatively for the band that i'm yeah. in but but uh but yeah it's never it's it's never really given me any intonation issues there's a cool buzz on the e string it kind of does that sitari thing sometimes Oh yeah, and it sounds so cool. At That's first, a, it, it really bummed me out, but now it's like, like my favorite I love thing it. about it. God, the neck's not broken. Looks like it's never been broken. Yeah. That's great. Wow. That's it was it. originally set up for for slide playing, and huh. I and I but uh and I, I the more I dabble in that, it might be fun to do that again. But yeah. But um. So cool. I yeah. well okay so. So far, three very cool yeah. guitars. What is uh, what's then next? This, in your life? The, I've been playing this more and more. This um, this White Falcon. It's it, it's not it's not one of the fancy ones, it, um, it, but it's so nice. Fender gave it to me. It's only a few years old. Oh, that's great. And it sounds so good. And all the things that used to like trouble me about it, the the feedback on stage is now kind of what I pick it up for. Yeah, is to really get it screaming. Yeah. and making a lot of noise. That's um, cool. It's cool to let you take the things that are like glitchy about a guitar and and embrace them. Yeah. Feedback, the uh, the buzz. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah I, I love this thing. Yeah, very um, cool. I played it a lot on the this record I did with this thing called the New Basement Tapes. I found myself going to the White Falcon more than this Tele, uh -huh. which was uh that was surprised me. Yeah. I've always talked about wanting to get a Bigsby installed just so that it can be the thing that everyone wants a White Falcon for. Sure. But, but I don't know. I like it without it. I don't know. The next time I give you one, say, could you yeah. give me this one? Take when it they back. give you the Black Falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah then, you'll, <laughs> then you have it all covered. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Very cool. Okay, uh -huh. so four. So that's really, it. that's really it for my, I mean, I use that acoustic when we do a lot. Of, we don't do that much acoustic, and that's Dwayne's guitar. So that's really all I got. You know what? As long as we get this acoustic here, let's just look yeah, at yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a Martin. It's, it's one of their Oops. new acoustic. They, they, they gave me this thing. Not that long, like a couple months ago, and it's incredible because they have this new system where they have nine mics in here, um, wow. and there's there's three settings um, where they just sound like they they've already dialed it up for you, and then you can dig in. I don't know how to do this, but then you can dig in and and kind of balance all the nine mics for the tone that you want. Um, but so far, we're just getting a lot out of it just from its like the the settings they already put in there. After the uh, Martin rep watches this, he'll probably email and you say, "This is how you yeah, say well, it. yeah. This is." But no, <laughs> yeah. those guys at Martin are so nice. They gave me they gave me a uh, 0018 to go with this one, so it's oh, sort of great. like my home version of this, oh. and it doesn't have any of the pickup stuff in it. It's really cool. It's it's done exactly like those guitars were done back then. So yeah. like the the Martin logo is not even there. It's just a little stamp in the back. Really. And they did something to the wood. I forget what they did, but they took all the moisture out of it so it ages faster like yeah. those old guitars. Yeah. Um and it's also white. Oh. Cuz I guess those guitars 
um, when it when it was you know the 30s or whatever, um, they would they were white and the yellowing came from just getting played. Really, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, great, man. Well, that's a great that's a great addition as well. Okay, so you've got every tone you need covered there. Yeah. So uh, let's get into Ampland. Cool. Okay, Taylor, we're in Ampland. Tell me all about it. <laughs> I found this uh, 64 Deluxe, um, and it wasn't a reverb. I wanted a reverb, but then the, the, the good folks at Fender sent me this, and it actually oh. is better off that way, because yeah. with my telly and this, and, and a Fender Deluxe amp, as you would imagine, it gets extremely bright. Right. And, um, and, and battling with that to get it to sound the way it should can be difficult. And these things, not only do they give you the reverb that you want, but it can also, um, if, if you kind of massage it the right way, it can, it can, can roll off those, those brittle edges right. in a way that I think some people don't like about these things, but for this particular situation, it's very helpful. I think these also give you like a natural compression thing. Yeah. I really dig. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's a much cooler. Yeah, yeah, and I don't and I don't use I don't turn reverb off. I don't need it to be on a pedal board. Right. Um, because w once I mean sometimes there'll be a song where if I want to get it to a little soupier or something, I'll come yeah. back here and I'll just turn them up. Um, but I don't I don't need it to be where I'm turning it off and on right. depending on the song. Yeah, reverb's like Tabasco, man. It goes yeah. on everything. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, but do yeah. you ever get the like when you stomp on the stage the big? <laughs> yeah, sometimes if we're on risers, I I, I think here we'll be totally fine. But yeah, yeah sometimes that the does riser, happen. yeah, yeah, the, the risers thing. are bad. Case, yeah, and then the Celestian G12 oh, awesome. speaker in the yeah, back and greenbacks, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, and it's it's it it's in amazingly good shape. For yeah, sixty four. Yeah, and it's in. And I, before this, I used an, an AC thirty, an old sixty four five AC thirty, and it sounded so good. But it just would kind of come and go for me with right. all the travel. So yeah. w this thing, um, I've just been very lucky that it's that it's um, been totally fine for me. I also got a. 66 super reverb over there that um, some guys are going to sit in on tonight. I, I use it sometimes, but if if it's not a gigantic stage, yeah. uh, it just makes me have to sing so much louder. Oh, they are so loud. Yeah, and it sounds so good. And it's uh, it's not a normal super reverb in the sense that it, instead of 410s, it's 212s, these uh, pile driver speakers, and mm. it sounds so good. But I can't use it um, in in a stage that's not a gigantic festival stage where I can have it far away. Right, yeah, for a singer that's, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I use this guy and I just have to deal with the fact that sometimes, because we're a loud band and, and Dwayne, our other guitarist, plays out of a super reverb, um, yeah. that uh, yeah, I can't, I, I have to just sometimes not be able to hear myself. Right, right. <laughs> Very cool, simple setup, yeah. bulletproof. Let's go to pedal land. All right. Okay, Taylor, very cool pedal board. Let's hear all about it. Well, um, the pedal board itself has its own story, but I'll let, Wiley tell you that, but when it comes to the pedals, uh, I'll start over there. That old blood noise pedal, um, it's, it's um, I always forget the name, the Procession. This reverb pedal is so rad because you can you can manipulate the reverbs with different, like tremolo or, oh. or flanger or whatever, or, or filters and stuff, but the oh, really cool, cool thing, and I, I'm just, I've never played a pedal like this, I'm sure that there's other versions of it, but this is the coolest thing for me where it has the hold button where you can get a certain reverb setting hit the hold button and then it sustains whatever it just heard and I can play over it without a reverb Ooh, signal how cool. so it creates a really cool bed for stuff cool. um, and I, I that's that's what I mostly use that pedal for because otherwise like I said I have this reverb tank so I don't need an extra reverb it's really only right. for that effect well that's but it's great. a really cool effect yeah that's very cool the okay. Strymon um, I mean, everyone knows how incredible those those pedals are. Yeah. The, I feel like when it comes to delays, it's uh, I'm probably considering how in complicated those pedals are. I'm probably only 
scraping the surface on what it's capable of. Um, I use it just for normal slapback or a longer delay uh, if I need it for like a solo or something. And then I ha in the favorite setting, I have it where it's very long and it, the, the mix is very high and it's uh, it's got like their 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 wow and flutter which is kind of like a vibrato kind of yeah like chorusy effect yeah, to it. That... and also the tape age thing I'll, I'll crank those up and and with the favorite thing i can it, it just turns the whole band into this cool wash cool. um so that's why the favorite pedal's on there with it um this unicorn um pedal by the 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 folks over at jhs is a really cool like magnetone or like a brown face vibrato mm. emulator um which uh, i mean like with between all those rikuda records and right. stuff like that i, I always do you ever combine that with do you use the uh, tremolo on the on the amp um as well? i i don't use this one that much because i have i have this super trim right which um is such a cool pedal for so many reasons it's also just um an extra preamp to go through and it's such a good one right. to where I actually leave it on the whole show and then I have it at a setting where my hard and soft means more oh. um, on or off because oh, like cool. the, the what it does to the amp just having it on even if there's no trim is is it, it, it's so good oh it, that's great um, it's great I like that you have three effectively tremolos yeah this one, that one. yeah, yeah although, a man yeah, of many tremolos. yeah although yeah. i don't it's funny because i don't really use that ever but yeah. but yeah and then the vb vb2 which is I, I feel like at this point a legendary pedal and they're supposedly remaking it we again just reviewed it yeah oh, and cool. they have they are they good as the old ones yeah they actually have a new setting and you'll have to watch the review demo but it's um it has a, a tiny switch here that goes from exactly this to a more modern one. Oh, cool. So it's, yeah, so it's, that's really cool. So yeah, when that inevitably breaks, you can uh, yeah, that's <laughs> you, great. You replace yeah, it. Yeah, because this thing, I mean, when I first got it, I remember I left it on for the entire shows. Yeah. Like it's, it just sounds like I'm doing this the whole oh, right. show. It's like seasick. Yeah, yeah, it feels so good. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and, and now it's, I'm, I'm a little more picky and choosy with it, but, but certain songs, I feel like it's part of the tone. I mean, it just sounds like you put on an old record Yeah. and you're just letting the record um, that uh, kind of warble a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, this is half of the color box by JHS. Oh, yeah. Um, which it sounds awesome. I actually, uh, I, they, they talk about how it's a channel on the Neve board, mm -hmm. and that's what they're based on. Yeah. Um, which I'm not really great when it comes to studio stuff, so I'm not quite sure what that means. I just know that I love the crazy sound that it creates. Right, right. It's like that, that um, like on John Lennon on Revolution, he's plugged straight into that Neve board. Right, so it gets right, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. That same thing. Um, yeah. And then, and then uh, this is an, an uh, well. There's the tuner, but then this is the um, a, my main booster pedal, and, and our bassist Wiley built it. Oh, very um, cool. And he modeled it right after a Rangemaster, and he also built this whole pedal board, and which which and the power supply and all that stuff. So I'll actually let him talk about that pedal and the rest of the, well, and the board itself. Well, that is awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, and just before before we bring Wiley in, so a quarter inch cable. Are you a hard cable guy into it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, he actually has it set up to where it goes. The, in, the ins and outs are in the back. Oh, that's and, great. Um, and well, sometimes we do it. We do it through, through the pedals, but sometimes we'll just do it into there, and then that'll then the pedals don't need to be touched. Oh, that's great. Okay, I got to meet this Wiley guy yeah, that yeah. made this. Wiley, <laughs> come on in. Hello. <laughs> okay, so let's hear about this thing. Just the pedal board in general. Yeah, let's pick it up a little bit. Yeah, it weighs about 50 pounds. It does, man. Yeah, we went with everything as heavy as possible. <laughs> right. All brass, all thin ply, but pretty much forever I was just so sick of like a, like Velcro on pedals, just kind of like makes my OCD go a little crazy, you know? Right. 
And so I was trying to think of ways. So I had one initially I built for Taylor. It was a lot smaller when he had like three pedals. And I just literally like drilled the pedals into the board, you know, so they were like snapped in. Yeah. And moving them inevitably, you'd have to like, you'd end up with like a zillion holes. The pedal board was just covered in holes by the time we were done. So when we went to rebuild it, me and my dad were just trying to think of like interesting ways to like have the pedals still be able to slide into a universal kind of like track system so that there was never any like new drilling of holes into the board itself. And for whatever insane reason, the two of us together, we just like came on this idea of we're like, if we take quarters and solder snaps to quarters and then stick quarters onto the back of each pedal, then so each pedal snaps in there's quarters, and then there's like a pile of nickels with a penny on the bottom. Wow. Yeah, one, the penny goes under the groove right here, and then the quarters all slide in, so each pedal's never like, I mean, it's, wow. you could lift up the whole board by a pedal in theory, you know, but, so they're really on there, and then if you want to undo them, you just undo these little kind of like lock things on the end. Yeah. They'll slide out, and oh. all your quarters slide out. <laughs> That and is great. On there, so that's like what it is. It's yeah. like a oh, snap that's great. On a quarter, you know, it's pretty weird. Yeah, but it worked out pretty good. Wow, this thing does wait. It's I know like, our tour manager hates like, me the most. He's like, every time I br bring something to the airport, he's like, you make it as heavy as it could possibly ever be, no matter for no reason. Hey, I want to show the back of this thing. Oh, dig that. Yeah, cool, right? And then it, it the, the the top pops yeah, the off. Top lid pops oh, up really? And all the power All the power Oh, that's great hidden in there, you yeah. know, wow. like that. Yeah. Wow, okay, you've got the Voodoo Labs Mondo yeah, under there. Did, so we, I feel like for whatever reason, I used every type of pedal power for Taylor and we would just have problems and problems and problems. Oh. All, you know, some of the Strymon ones take different uh, milliamps or whatever than right. Boss ones. And so eventually I just bought that one and it's been the best one. Oh, it's awesome. I've got to put it down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, my hands are shaking. I'm sweating. Hey, well, Taylor, thanks so oh, much, yeah. man. Pleasure. Thanks. Congratulations. Now let's talk bass. Okay, Wiley, tell me about this bass. All right. Well, I built the last two basses I've been playing the last five years or so I built with wow. my dad. So pretty much what I like to do is I'm a big old Gibson fan forever. I used to play sure. all rippers. That was right. my main bass for years great and years. Great rock and roll bass. Yeah, one of the best. And I had all the old, I have a great collection of pretty much every good Gibson vintage bass. My favorite was the ripper. And so for whatever reason, I build a lot of stuff for the band just because I'm bored at home. And then uh, I was just kind of like, I want to build like almost like a best of Gibson bass or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like a Cadillac Gibson yeah. bass that has all the parts. So. My favorite neck forever was on the Ripper, and the only way to get that same neck uh, as a bolt-on was to take them off a grabber, which is like the other Gibson-based. It kind of looks the same, but with yeah. different pickups. Yeah. And so I was buying, I bought a couple grabbers on eBay and then just like popped the necks off. I still have the bodies at really? home, but, cause I mean, I, I wanted to get into building the necks, but it was like, I didn't want my first try. I, I would hate to go through all this work and then right. be like, but it plays like shit. You know yeah, what I mean? have it unusable. Yeah, so I wanted to make sure that was the case. So I took the necks off those and then cut the bodies from scratch, did all the paint myself. And then oh, that's great. Uh, the pickups in this one, this is the newer one I made. So this one's just a two pickup. It's a ripper and then a mini humbucker out of like an EB2D, like one of those hollow really? body 335 wow. bases. And it's just wired up like volume, volume, tone, pretty simple. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, the first one I made was so heavy. It was solid mahogany and it's crazy. And this was kind of the newer attempt to make one that had 
a little less stuff going on and could still get like my main sound that I go for live, yeah. you know. What kind of wood did you use on this one? This one's alder that I got off uh, Joe Glazier here in oh, Nashville yeah. and he was like from the old Gibson factory. So right. I got it, he sent it to me, it was amazing. It's nice and light, you know, it's yeah. pretty as far as bases go. Wow, and that, the Yeah, the, I know, it looks, uh, yeah, it's all like torched maple and stuff. really lucked out, man. But it's, yeah, it's cool, and then the paint's all old nitro paint I buy, I have to like import it to California because you can't even buy it there legally, you know? Oh, and you shot it yourself? Yeah, oh, me and my dad did, awesome. I mean, the thing was a, a square of wood when I bought it, you know? I oh, shaped it great. and everything, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty good. What a cool art project. Yeah, thanks, I love man. That. Okay, man, let's look at the other one. All right, yeah, this is the first of the two, so this one's, a lot heavier, slightly more crude, weighs about 30 more pounds than the other one. It's just like almost two inch thick mahogany. Wow. One solid piece, no seam. And it was like 70 years old, this wood I got off a guy in LA again. It's a grabber neck on this one. And the only difference is for this, I put in uh, three pickups. So I was kind of, and I did the same kind of wiring so you can, the idea was kind of to make like a recording bass. Like one, yeah. you could, I could bring one bass to a recording session and emulate like three different basses on it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this one's an old mud bucker off a million old great Gibsons, the one that's always up at the neck, like yeah. Jack Bruce style. So it's so right. bassy, almost unusable in most situations. Any note works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that one is that, except yeah. I just got it gold plated to make it a little different. And then again, there's a ripper pickup in the same position it was on there, which is like, the exact same measurement on both from the bridge and the neck to where it is on an actual Gibson Ripper. You know, I just wanted to make sure that that one could always make this bass sound like a Ripper, you know? Right. And then this is an old DiMarzio Model G, which is like a pretty cool kind of like Firebird replacement pickup from the 70s. Right. They're kind of hard to find. I, I found this one, I like first time I went to look for a pickup on eBay. I was like, vintage bass pickup. And this came up, I was like, looks great. 50 bucks, bought wow, it. Wow, that's great. And DiMarzio makes stuff, that they're like indestructible. Yeah, they're yeah. great. And this model is particularly cool. And also like, obviously it's like rare to see a cool, uh, you know, kind of cream looking pickup. Yeah. And ever since I bought that one, I've never seen them again online. And everyone I show it to is like, how'd you find one of those? Yeah. Like I, I googled it I don't know yeah that's too cool but yeah man. this one's also they're both you know electronics in the back and they're all strings through always for me so when you were building that did you know what you're doing when you started or just I mean kind doing? of I knew that my my dad's a, like kind of just a master builder of everything uh -huh. you know and then I build I have a huge room in my house the entire two-car garage the tools lining the whole oh. place you know so I've been you're building stuff guys. yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> everything is in its perfect place on a pegboard right. wall you know yeah, but great. so I knew I knew that I could build. I mean, we, me and my dad together have been able to build stuff throughout my life. Of just like, uh, let's buy a bed. No, let's build a bed. You know, let's build yeah. a couch, whatever. So we'll just build all sorts of shit. So we knew it would look great. Yeah. We weren't like worried about that with either one. And then we kind of just I just brought over all my favorite bases to his house. I was playing them all. I was trying to like explain to him. He's not a musician. Just like what I liked about each one, yeah. all the different details that go on in instruments. You know, we put in like cutaways on the backs of both of them and then we just kind of went for it and got like crazy lucky or not it's after they were done they both man. sound this one i had for a few years and the day i built it i never played another one of my bases live it's the only one ever it was so perfect in every way and That's then good. i think i beat it with this one so i've been breaking this one in this whole tour it's the first tour this one's been i just got a case made for it and everything in. That's great i love the uh, checking on that yeah nitro the check and yeah out. so it's all nitro this checking literally just started happening a week into the first tour i flew to minneapolis where it's cold as hell and yeah. that's how that happens yeah. you know so I took it out of the case and like almost instantly it was just like you could like hear it cracking. It was <laughs> right. insane. This paint, that's new nitro on that that a guy makes in Texas. And this one was a buddy of my dad's had paint sitting around for like 30 years in his garage. 
So this was like already ready. It was like ready to check oh, out of the can, you know? Right. That's great, man. What a cool instrument. I love yeah, that. Thanks. More. Yeah, yeah. I got all those custom made. Obviously, the more, more, more yeah. bright. They both have like custom. You know, I did all the stuff, cut the pick guards and cut all the engravings and all these. But yeah, that's this so one I got cool. a water slide decal made for, which is pretty nice on yeah. the headstock. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, well, Two cool. very cool bases. Thanks. Okay, let's hear the rest of the rig, which looks amazingly simple. Yeah, it's pretty much just, you know, in my opinion, this is like all you'd ever need as a bass player. I, for years, I traveled with vintage SVTs, you yeah. know, from the 60s, which were great. And then uh, after touring those in the very beginning when they would just break and then no one in town can fix them and they're so sure. weird and crazy, like light on fire. Yeah. I've moved on to these ones, which are the VRs. They're kind of like the vintage reissues of the blue lines. Right. So I traveled with two of those and then Generally, I either prefer a 610 or a 410 uh, HLF, which is the ones that have the extra ports at the bottom. Right. And just seems to make a huge difference for whatever reason. It makes it way, like, just larger and, you know, spreads around the stage a lot better. Sometimes those little 410s, are, they sound great if you're standing right here, and then as soon as you walk in front of the drums, you can't hear anything, you know? Very directional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so these, pretty much, I, they're just new, except I have a guy kind of go in there and... Uh, mod them out to kind of just make them they come with a lot of like extra new things in them like fail safes and all this yeah. stuff that is cool except that when it turns into fail safe mode and you're about to go on stage your amp doesn't work for right. like 10 minutes till it cools off yeah terrifying. so i have a guy yeah exactly so yeah. i have a guy go in and just kind of like gut them and just like rewire them like old ones so oh. everything's just simpler they don't do the fail safe mode and then besides that, that's pretty much it. I mean, these I always go into the first channel, obviously, and then this is about where my settings always are. It's like, you know, bass yeah. is the highest, and then mid-range right after that, and low treble, and then just let the bass do the rest. And if it dies, you got your backup right Yeah, here. exactly. Now, what's all this jazz? This thing is uh, I've had for a couple years, and it's kind of like my favorite thing ever. It's a tube DI that's modeled after uh, a V72, which is like a piece of studio gear, you know? And so it's a pre. And so this is like a single channel of a V72, which would be two of these. And this guy, uh, I think his name was Oliver uh, like Eckhart or something. The company's called Tab Funkin' Work. They're out of Kansas or something, and he was making these. They're just like, they have old like NOS Telefunken tubes in them. They're crazy. And I use it in front of the amp, so it really changes the sound of these amps in a really great way. It just kind of like gives it like a mid drive because sometimes you know new amp eggs especially can get very like subby and they sound great but there's not a lot of like definition necessarily sure. yeah especially when you want to you want to like never really use the treble knob on an svt you know it's kind of like yeah the mid-range will do all the crunch for you anyway yeah and so this just kind of like reboosts that in a new nice way and it's got like a you know like a 15 uh setting gain control that I've never taken past zero because zero has so much gain it's insane <laughs> that's so. great but yeah I bought a couple of them we use one on the acoustic guitar sometimes but yeah I just started buying them they're hard to find and that he doesn't really make them anymore I don't so think. you run into this and then in from there into the amp yeah and then these days instead of a mic even on the cabinet we've been using this thing which is pretty cool it's like a mic box or whatever yeah. and then I mean I play very loud on stage or so I've heard from yeah. every person that comes on stage <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so for me, I don't need, you know, the, there's a lot of volume in the house and on the stage. It's just right. coming off my amp, you know. I don't right. know if anyone in the band ever puts bass in their wedges. I don't think they need to, you know. Yeah, yeah, because those do, those cabs <laughs> Yeah, it so can much spread, more. you know. That's great, man. Yeah. Well, perfect. And do you, and do you uh, run the tuner in line? Or just yeah, I have it? the tuner in line. Yeah. I've never noticed That's a difference for me. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've, I've joked with my crew forever because 
I always build these heavy pedal boards. So I'm just going to build like a solid metal pedal board that just holds this right. one tuner yeah. and then like a huge power supply yeah. behind it. But I haven't actually been that mean to do that. Yeah, yet. spend $200 yeah. every flight. Exactly, yeah, just, to, just yeah. to roll around my little tuner. But I'll get there. Yeah, yeah. well, Wiley, that's awesome, yeah, man. Thanks, well, man. thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure, okay. man. Thank you Congrats. so much. Cool. All right, now we're with Dwayne Betts. Hey. Dwayne, hey, man. Thanks hey. for joining us. How are you doing? Uh, great, man. I'm glad you could join us. So you didn't have a choice, man. You had to be a guitar player. I mean, for those of yeah. you just tuning in, that, of course, is the Ramblin' Man himself, <laughs> Dickie Betts, named after Brother Dwayne. So yes, yeah. You did not have a choice. Well, um, yeah, like, I mean, I, I definitely... I I was given a guitar at a young age, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But I actually, I didn't take to it right away. I, I thought it was too hard and uh, to learn, and I, I wanted to play drums. So I switched to drums and uh, became a drummer for, till I was probably 12 or 13. Then I got, started, you know, learning how to play guitar. I'd pick up the guitar and I was like, oh, it's coming to me now. So yeah. then I switched over to guitar and I've been a guitar player ever since. Yeah, very cool. Just fun a little more expressive, you know, to yeah. be able to play melody and stuff, but... Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So, tell me about this guitar, man. Um, this is the actual, this is one of my, um, this is a, a Dickie Betts uh, signature model gold top. I think it's a 50, model after a 57. Yeah. Um, and this is actually the prototype of that. How and there cool. was, a, there's a few of them that we, uh, that he got. Um, there's a red one. Yeah, because his original gold, he had He turned it red, so when they did the signature model, they made a gold top that's a little thicker, and yeah. then they, they did a, a, red, a red top. And um, this, is probably, this, is, this is probably the best sounding out of Does, all of them. Now, you've, so you obviously you've tried this and then tried the original. Is it real close to the original? It's pretty close. I mean, the original, I would, I would beg to differ with... Uh, I would say that there's definitely a difference in the original just sounds it has um, the wood just sounds yeah. superior it's you know? years old yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean these this sounds this is a good sounding guitar yeah. you know that's very but, cool um, man. that's very cool yeah so and it's so came stock like that yeah I mean this is pretty much how it comes um, and they they did oh, wow, this. Cool. He did that to one. I don't know how this came about. He did that, and then they made them like this. Um, and yeah, I mean the pickups are, are how it comes, and and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one actually, believe it or not, this one was broken, and I had it fixed by uh, Bill Asher oh. in Los Angeles. He did a great job. Oh, very it's, cool. Uh, it's it's great now. So that rings. You that's your number one clearly. this is my number one i mean this is when when we're out for a longer time i have a strat i have an old strat uh, it's actually a 57 oh, uh, hardtail and i play that on a few things but i didn't bring it out for this tour just because we're only out for a couple weeks yeah. and i didn't want to have to bring it on a plane and stuff you right. know it's kind of like you debate whether to oh yeah to bring it out but you want to play it so yeah. you don't want to just have it sitting in a but you're carrying a yeah. backup last fall yeah i have uh this um, this is the one I have out as my backup. This is just a custom shop, uh, you know, like nice sunburst. I don't know exactly what year it would be modeled after, but this is one also that is in the family. My dad played this one for a few years, oh, so cool. it's a real guitar. I mean, this one, he was playing this one around 08 when oh, cool. uh, 
we did some stuff with Kid Rock uh, yeah. on the Rock and Roll Revival Tour yeah. with uh, uh, Rev Run from Run DMC was on that as well right. and uh, uh, Peter Wolf from Jay Giles did oh, cool. some shows with it and cool. uh, he was playing that one during that time and I was playing a gold top yeah. and I was playing with him we'd both yeah come out. I saw you guys yeah. it was awesome I saw so, you yeah. years ago yeah it was great yeah Very so cool. I have that and then I have the Strat but I don't have it out with me right now. Yeah. I wish I did. I'd, yeah. I'd love to show it to you. It's a yeah. beautiful guitar. But. Okay, well, next time. Yeah, man. In the meantime, tell me about this very cool amp. So the amp is, uh, you know, it's an old Blackface Super, obviously. It's either a 65 or 66. Um, but it was actually a gift from, uh, from Derek Trucks. Wow. So he awesome. basically, we were having a conversation. Um, I sat in with him and my, my father, he had my dad sit in and he had me sit in with him um, at the Beacon uh, about three years ago maybe, I don't Beacon know. Beacon at the Beacon, man. Yeah, yeah. and with Tedeschi Trucks Band and we had a conversation and he, uh, we were talking about how I needed one of these yeah. and uh, it was about a month later and I woke up and I saw a text from him saying, hey, I need a, I need a address for you, a shipping address for a big package. And I didn't ask what it was, but I immediately a light bulb went off and I was just like so excited, like it was Christmas morning. Yeah. But I didn't want to ruin it or ask or yeah. assume that he was going to do such a thing. So, you know, he asked again, like, hey, are you sure that after I gave him the address, are you sure this address is good for, for a big package? You know, it's not like, you know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is a good address. I gave him, you know, a good address and, and, uh, I said, I don't, I'm not going to ask what it is, but I have an idea. And he just, he, uh, he, um, I just waited till I got it. And sure enough, it was oh, what I thought awesome. it was. <laughs> that's awesome. So from, and it's one of his old touring. I mean, he probably has these things. He's probably got a hundred of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's set up how he likes it right. with his speakers. He has, and I like it too. And I know other, other guitar players that I like do this too where this channel, the, one of the tubes is taken out. Oh, yeah. And so this channel, if you plug into it, does not, is, is inoperable. This oh. doesn't work. So all the power is going to this channel. And also the, the vibrato is, is unhooked. So basically, more power is going to this. It's, you're going to get more drive out right. of that channel. Oh, very cool. So that's cool what line. he does. And yeah. that's what, how it came, and I like it. That's very so. cool. Hey, also, you're talking about this, this old Corsican bottle. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I got it from my dad's house the other day because I had one and I broke it. And, yeah. And I'm, I'm just trying. I'm just learning how to play slide a little bit. I play on like one song just to add a different color. Yeah. And um, but um, that's cool. That's what feel feels good to me. And uh, and I just saw another one laying on on the table at my dad's house, so I just took it. You know. <laughs> But I don't know how old. I don't yeah, he's know. Like, Where the hell did I slide? I don't at? think it's like. I don't think it's one of you know Dwayne's or anything. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> you never know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, if it was, I would have probably heard from him. Hey, where's the slide? At? Where's that slide at? There. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Right. But yeah. Cool. Okay. So great guitars, great amps. Yeah. And, and I uh, just run. I run this thing. You know, I try to. I mess with the volume on it. You know, it depends what song. Sometimes there's songs where. I play rhythm the whole song, and then everybody drops out for like a 30-second section, 
and then I come in with a solo. So I actually will start, I'll have my volume on six, and then if I'm dropping out and then I'm doing a solo for the rest of the song, I'll go back and turn it all the way up to get all of yeah. the drive I can out of the amp. That's great. You know, so it kind of depends on the song, you know, but if I, if I drop out for a long time like that and I come back in with a solo, I'll, I'll turn it up, you know. That's cool, that's cool. And you're running this pedal board. Let's just talk about this right quick. Yeah. Um, so this is a tuner. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's good. a chromatic tuner. And you're just running quarter inch in, no uh, no wireless or stuff like that. No. Um, this is pretty much. I'll use this for my solos as so a it's boost. An analog man. Analog King of Tone Analog Man. Okay. And I use this side. Okay. I don't run them together a lot. I use this side. Uh, they sound a little bit different. Yeah. They're, but they're basically. You know, that's basically like two pedals in one. Yeah. And then I use this for either longer delay or, or I'll adjust it for more of a shorter delay depending on the song if yeah. I want to use it. This one's an interesting thing. It's it's uh, pretty much I just use it for one song. If I didn't, if we didn't play that song, I probably wouldn't even have it in line. But right. it's a really nice effect. It's pretty drastic. Yeah. It's for a song called Things Happen yeah. that um, from the last record. And yeah, that's basically it yeah yeah you come from that old Allen Brothers school of basically well guitar amp yeah I, I mean I like effects and stuff but if I'm I'm really about tone I, I, and if it just sounds better to um, the less stuff you have the, the more natural it's gonna sound and, yeah. and Taylor has enough stuff and I I find that all I really need is is a little reverb and you know a little boost and maybe some delay for yeah. certain things and I'll just cool it's cool combination that. to have you guys together get yeah yeah the Gibson know. with the with the telly yeah really it um, sounds nice I think yeah, you know I cool. think people dig it you know for yeah. the most part <laughs> right right. So, right yeah right hey well, somebody don't like great it great pleasure man cool, congratulations man. thank uh, you thanks for having me all right cheers to next time yeah don't forget to sign up for PG Perks, your all-access pass to exclusive gear giveaways and discounts on PremierGuitar.com.